Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is your moment. Your time to shine. Your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. MJ Rodriguez was born in Newark, New Jersey, and had a love for the arts at a young age. From performing ballroom dancing as a teenager to off-Broadway performances, MJ has been thriving under the spotlight. She began taking on small roles in television shows and is now the first transgender woman to receive an Emmy Award nomination in a major acting category for her performance in Pose. On this episode of the Carlos Watson Show podcast, MJ Rodriguez reflects on her music career, how she became an actress, and her time on the FX series Pose. Hello. Hello there. How are you? I'm doing pretty good today. I'm excited. You should be. That's a good song. I was moving to it. Some people said I wasn't moving well, but I'm not listening to them. I like the music and I like your song. So uh, congratulations. That's a it's, that's a great song. It's very danceable. Yeah. Thank you. That's what I wanted to. I was just like, I hope people can move to it. Now, um, now, was this the first was this your first effort ever at a single or you done singles before that you had just never released and you would never publish or Yes. Yeah, so like I've I mean, I've been songwriting for a long time and um, you know, I worked on a lot of my own music when I was younger, but I had taken a, a good break. So I do have a lot of music that I've written for myself, but it's totally different from what we release now. So this is my first actual single release with Verdine White and like Neil Pogue and um, John Parrish collectively as a group. And it's real good. I'm, I'm really happy with it. And, and and have you now you've not heard it yet on any radio stations or anything like that yet because it's just getting released. Exactly. Um, I I, re- I released the track uh, I think about three months ago. Um, but the the music video I just released, so I haven't you know gotten a lot of uh, 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 responses from the radio stations, but a lot of people are receiving it well. So hopefully we can get more people listening to it. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. I, uh, uh, it, it, it is such a good and beautiful thing to see you. you bring that alive and bring that in that way. Now, you said your other music is different. What's your other music like, the music that you've uh, written over the years? 
my other music that I've written over the years was very, very, very pop driven. It was because I was going to music school at the time and, you know, pop was a part of my life a lot. R&B, I was embedded in. That's why I'm like making sure that I delve in that a little bit more and merge the two together, R&B and pop together. Because this song that I released does have fringes of pop and, and R&B and funk in it. Um, but the music I was creating before, total pop. I'm talking about bubble gum, you know, <laughs> make your tooth sweet. You want to have a, a little bit more of it. Very much so. Wait, now who are some of your favorite singers? Who do you like listening to? I have a slew of singers I love to listen to. My top icons are Shaka Khan, Michael Jackson, Luther Vandross, and Beyonce. Like, those are the greatest performers for me. Um, but I listen to The Whispers. I listen to The Blue Notes. I listen to The Spinners. I listen to Doja Cat. I listen to uh, Chloe and Halle. The spectrum is, like, it's huge. It's, it's very huge. I'm a big music girl, though. So, you know, I love all things. You know what? It's funny that you said Shaka Khan because I was trying to think about what it reminded me of. It, and I think you're right. I think it has some Shaka Khan in it. It has some Luther in it. That's funny that you said that, too. I definitely felt that uh, in there because it was a little bit it's a little bit of like a, a, a special throwback. It, it, the music it feels like it could have lived somewhere else as well. Yeah. You know, I had influences from, you know, Earth, Wind and Fire, too. I mean, Birdie and White was a part of this whole whole process. Birdie and White, Neil Pogue, and um, uh, uh, John Harris, these were the ones that really created the bone structure of all of this, this, this whole music. And, you know, I was the last final piece to creating this song. And it was just great that I got to work with legends like that. And I was raised on their music all my life. My uncle had played them for years. So it was, it was kind of surreal. Uh, now, Michaela, what were you like as, as a kid? Uh, seven, eight, nine. What were you like? Were you quiet? Were you loud? Were, were you the person with the book? Were you the person singing? Like, who were you if I had met you seven, eight, nine years old? If you met me at seven, eight, nine years old, you would have met a loud, singing, energetic fool. Um, <laughs> and I mean, she's she was fun. She was courageous. You know, she fell. She would get back up. You know, and I still feel like that now, but that younger me was just, uh, she was filled with energy and filled with personality and she just thrived on good energy and she thrived on the arts. Ooh. Was she, was she loved? Very much so. My mama loved me to death. My mama protected me. My dad loved on me, you know, and um, I had a good foundation with my family my family made sure I was protected through love. That's why I'm a, it's easy for me to shed love because I knew what it was like for my mom and my dad and my grandmothers. You know, I, family was a huge thing in my life. And that's why I try my best to implement it through any type of art that I do, especially my music. What were some of the best ways that your mom or dad showed you that they loved you? Well, sometimes it would be a bop upside the head. You know, sometimes it came with rough love because I was bad. You know, uh, I was a kid that just was all over the place. But for the most part, um, for the most part, my mom always made sure she hugged me. My mom always made sure she told me she loved me. My dad made sure he loved on me. You know, if he didn't say it, he showed it, you know, and I'm a big kind of gift kind of girl. I was the only child, so they gave me a whole bunch of gifts, you know. I wasn't spoiled. At least I think I wasn't. But 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 you were. But that's okay. They wanted to do it, so they did it. They wanted to do it, so okay. But yeah, they loved on me as much as they could, and I had my family around me too that just loved on me. So it was just an added 
trifecta. And how did your and how did your parents meet? Were they were they both from Newark or were they both from the area or how did they meet? Yeah. So believe it or not, my mom and dad met while they were both in high school. And at the time they weren't even dating, but they had been friends for a long time through my father's best friend, who was like his best man and everything for everything that he's been through. That's how my mother and father met through his my father's best friend and then the rest was history my father would always hang out with my mom at my grandmother's house which was my mom's mother's house and i mean they just stayed together and they were together for 19 years i mean unfortunately they got a divorce and you know that happens but they still keep in contact they're still friends till this day my my second dad he loves my dad i just feel like there's a lot of love in my life and it could have turned out really crazy but thank goodness it didn't that's I love that you're saying it's funny I had dinner with a friend last night I hadn't seen in a long time and she told me she says funny every time I talk to you you always end up bringing up something about your family and so we both started talking about our families and realized that my experience was very different than her experience I also was very fortunate in that there was a lot of love in the house uh, whether from my mom or from my dad or my sisters or aunts or uncles and obviously not everyone has that and it's a um You know, we talked about how much it can change your trajectory uh, when you don't get to start out with love and uh, and when you have to figure that out for yourself later on down the road. So what a blessing it was that that you that you like me and other people got to start in the right place. True. Very, very true. I agree. I I know a lot of friends of mine who didn't have their 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 family completely fully supportive of them. And it didn't matter if they were a part of the LGBTQAI community or not, they could have been like, you know, one of the kids on the streets hustling, you know, like it, it was, it was a hard life. And, you know, some parents didn't want that and they didn't know how to actually handle or speak or have the conversations with their child. So life happens. So, I mean, I was blessed to have my family in my life and I'm kind of thankful for that. Were you able to talk with your parents about your identity early on? Were you? Did you either have the awareness or the words or the confidence or what have you? And how old were you when you started having conversations with them? Or, or maybe they had conversations with you? Well, you know, believe it or not, I was the one. I actually went to my mom and my, my second dad at the time, and I let them know about my identity. But my mom had already had an understanding of who I was. When I was about seven years old, I was expressing you know, that I was a little girl. And it wasn't through words because I didn't have the vocabulary. I didn't want to let my mom know or tell her like, hey, I'm a girl. I just expressed it. And the more I expressed it, the more she saw. And she was like, oh, okay. All right. And not to mention, I was an energetic, loud singing girl. So she was like, this is going to be a lot to deal with, you know. But um, as I got older and as I formed words for myself when I was 14 years old, I let my mother know who I was. And at that time, I didn't want to identify as gay because that's just not how I saw myself, you know? So I, I said I was bisexual until I had the vocabulary to let her know that I was trans. I didn't have the vocabulary of, as trans. I really shunned away from identifying as a gay person because that's just what just wasn't me. So I found the quote-unquote easiest route, which was to say bisexual because that left it kind of like in between, you know? And um, then when I got to 19 years old, you know, I fully expressed to her how I felt and who I was ever since I was seven years old. And I mean, every single time I've mentioned who I was to my mom, it's always a gag to me because she's like, oh, girl, I already knew that. You 
And I'm like, what? I mean, you made this so you made this so easy for me afterwards, but darn, it was so hard to come to you and tell you this. She was like, well, it shouldn't be. Okay, so what next? And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to this audition. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, well, you go to auditions every single day, MJ. What, what next? <laughs> I was like, I mean, I'm waking up tomorrow. I got to go to class too. I'm, you know, it was very, it always surprised me when I would mention to her more things about myself, not even regarding my transness, just like me navigating through the world as a young human be- being. She was so receptive and so open and aware, you know, and my, who my second dad, he was extremely aware. He was so understanding and so loving and caring. And I mean, I guess that's because he's a Capricorn. He's born on the same day as me. So, you know, Capricorn. <laughs> Wait, what, what day is that? What day were you born? And your dad, was your dad born? January 7th. Okay. 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 And, and, and you guys were always close. So were you more of a, of daddy's child or mommy's child or both? I was death. I mean, I was both, but as time grew on, I definitely became daddy's girls for both of my dads. They do not play when it comes to me. When I'm walking down the street by myself, when, well, when I was like literally 14 years old and I was getting like a lot of cat calls at that age, um, my fathers were always pr- protective over me. Yeah, like I was very young and I had a lot of that towards me. So my fathers had to be protective. But when they saw that I was a grown woman, they became even more protective. And they were like, you don't need to be dealing with these kind of guys. And you don't need to. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm smart. I'm, I'm a smart girl. <laughs> and, and now, so the, yeah. how involved have they, have they been in your dating life over the years? Have they been very involved in uh, scrutinizing people who come around? Yes. Very much so. But I feel like that's men all the time when it comes to their daughter. And I respect it, but it's so intimidating. <laughs> um, I'm so happy, though. My dad and my second dad, they love my boyfriend. They appreciate him because they see how much of a strong man he is. Like, he has a great foundation. He has a family who loves him, too. So, you know, and they, they're really proud of my relationship, our relationship that we have. And how did you guys meet? Believe it or not, me and him met through um, Instagram. And I thought I was going to meet him through a cousin of a sister, of a brother, of a mama. You know, didn't happen that way. Okay. I met him on Instagram and we couldn't stop talking to each other. Next thing you know, we're FaceTiming each other. Next thing you know, we're meeting in person and we fell completely madly in love with each other. And how many years ago was this? Ooh, this was like two years ago. Wow. Wow. Something yeah. tells me that you were going to enjoy being a mom. And, and, and I think you're going to have a different kind of conversation with your own mom because I'm not surprised that she was so in tune uh, with you. And I have a feeling you'll be the same. Um, you know what I mean? In terms of that awareness. Yes, I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think. I can't that, wait. Yeah. How many, ki- how many kids, wait. how many kids would you love to have? Oh my goodness. Um, so me and my boyfriend talk about three kids. Now I'm thinking I may want one cause you know, three might be a bit much, uh, but I'm kind of want to do a test drive, okay. <laughs> okay. but uh, three kids possibly down the line and just, I want to see them free running freely, obviously with obedience, you know, and discipline, you know, and my discipline does not consist of, you know, physical discipline. I'm, that's not the kind of mother I am. 
but obviously like life lesson disciplines, like this is, these are the consequences. If you decide you want to jump off the kitchen sink while you just sprayed that water on the ground, you know, right, right. <laughs> you know, kids yes. do stuff like you, that. You know what, you know, all sorts of creative ideas come to people's minds and you never know where it comes from. And maybe it's from the cartoons and maybe it's from other places. But as you know, as you said, there are consequences. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. MJ, how did you end up becoming an, an actor? Because it's it's interesting, as I hear you and as I remember that you went to Berkeley Music School, best music school in the country, maybe in the world. You clearly love music, songwriter. But was it a given that you were thinking about acting as well, or did that come almost accidentally? How did you end up on this road to Emmy nominations and the rest? Ooh, I can't even believe that's being said. Whoa. Um. I feel like acting, I mean, I, I had trained in acting and dancing as a minor when I was going to New Jersey Performing Arts Center in Newark, New Jersey. But my, my major was vocal. So I had, you know, I was pretty well-rounded in, in all of those places, of, in, in all of those spaces of the arts. 
acting did though come as a surprise and it came out of nowhere to me. I was literally in my final semester, uh, excuse me, my, I was in, in the middle of finals of my first semester at Berklee College of Music and auditions were happening for Rent the Musical at that time. And the only thing for me at that time, I'm from North New Jersey, you know, North New Jersey girls, we know how to hustle. So the only thing I knew how to do was hustle. So I wanted to audition for this show, but go to school at the same time. And I realized that just was not going to be the case for me. So I had to make a really serious decision and think, okay, do I leave school and follow my passion? Or do I stay in school for another four years and actually really, you know, gain all of these things? And my decision was, even though this part of my life is going to be hard because I won't have a diploma, I won't have anything behind me. Now that's not even a, a thing anymore, which is crazy to me, but um, I, I followed my passion and I saw that acting was enthralled in that. I saw that music was enthralled in it. And I was like, well, I guess this is the first stepping stone for me to really try to take my place in the music industry. I have a backing in it already. I went to school for it. So why not? And after that, the rest was history. I did rent off Broadway and I got my first acting, true acting gig. No music, no nothing. Nurse Jackie playing a woman named Lana, who so happened to be trans as well. And at that point, I was just like, this is where I need to go. And this is what I want to run with. And I, I love to do it as well. I was trained in it. Um, this is not a hobby. This is actually something I take very serious as well alongside my music. So why not? You know? and um, I'm happy that it, you know, happened the way it did. Why do you think you've done so well? Because you and I both know that there are so many people who want to be actors. And and you and I, especially around New York and Los Angeles, meet all the waiters and waitresses and other people who are dying for it. When I think about all of the wonderful things, even just in a short window of time, you've done on the screen. I mean, it, it's amazing and obviously capped with this uh, Emmy nomination when you look back, why do you think you've done so well? Oh, I mean, when I look back, I, I think one of the reasons why I've had so much success is because one, I had humility in my heart and I'm, I try my best to stay as humble as possible. That's number one. And I like, I love being a good person. I like being nice. And I also like being professional. And I think those both are great, you know, company. They accompany each other really well. And I guess that's one of the reasons why I love the people that I'm surrounded by. I love being surrounded by my colleagues who are in the arts. I take them very seriously and I would hope they take me seriously. And um, yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why it's carried me this far. And I hope it still does. And I don't think I'm ever going to stop. Now, now, sometimes people always say that the good people finish last and, and you hear those kinds of things. Yeah. Has that ever been an issue for you? Have you ever worried that maybe you are are too nice, too kind? You know, there was a there was a time about maybe even five years ago before Pose was even thought about, I thought that, yeah, I was going to finish last because I was the person that, you know, was sweet and let things roll off my back, whereas there were certain people who didn't let it roll off their back and I saw that they were possibly getting it. But I also knew that the fact that they didn't let it roll off their back and they approached it a different way than I would, that's why they had to stop and I was able to move a little bit forward. Why? Because my heart was in it, possibly, or maybe their heart wasn't in it as much as mine was. And I was willing to make others happy, like how I needed to, and also 
you know, uplift them like how I needed to in my art so that I can move ahead. But um, yeah, now I'm like, I see love winning a lot. I see a lot of positivity winning a lot. And that was my goal from jump. That was my goal from seven years old to 14 years old to 19 years old to blah, 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 blah years old. And <laughs> do you know what that is? That is funny that you were saying blah 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 blah. Like that's a big number. And <laughs> I wish I was at that number now. That is so funny that you were saying that. Bless you for saying that. That's a big number. That is great. Well, you know, because you know, it's it's weary when it comes to the age bracket. You know. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. But yeah. I just from from then and now, I I pride myself on being a good person. I, it's always going to win. You know, I don't think it wins last anymore. I think it wins first. You know, that's so interesting that you say love is winning. Do you think that is true, not just for you, but more broadly? I, I do. I, it, it's still a lot of work that we have to do so that love can actually be at the forefront. A lot of people think that love is cheesy and they don't know um, the, the intent behind it. So they don't know how to approach it. Um, but for me, I like to be the example to show what it's like so that many others behind me and even the ones before me know how to use it so that it can constantly be a cycle. And we don't have to fall into these traumatic um, cycles that we've always been used to, especially people of color, because we, we do sometimes fall into traumatic um, structures and tra- traumatic cycles due to things that have been placed on us, you know, that we don't even have control over because someone else did that. But I truly believe that if you approach anything with love and you put your all into it, that it's going to be, it's just going to be great and it's going to win. So yeah, I think love is definitely winning. I see a lot of women like myself having opportunities that we wouldn't have had seven years ago, shoot, let alone four years ago. So um, yeah, I do see love definitely changing the scope more and more and more. More work needs to be done, but we're, we're almost there. You know, I so love that you are saying that, and uh, and I want that to be true. And I even like the way that you talk about love as not simply being something that is weak. I'm using my own words now, but that is also strong and is persistent and is creative uh, and is optimistic. And I think that that's, I think that's actually a big thought for the world because I think with all the weariness of the last, not just year, but even longer, I think that the sense that love can win and is winning actually could be a very motivational thing for a lot of people who are not sure whether to pack it in or step up freshly. And as you said, try and create new opportunity or take advantage of new opportunity. Yeah. And living freely in it too, and living completely autonomously in it. I mean, I'm, I'm still that energetic girl. I'm still that girl who exudes nothing but joy and happiness when I'm out and especially when I'm on set I can't contain it when I'm in a place of happiness and euphoria whether it be work I mean I love my work so when I'm there and I'm filled with love I can't contain it and I have to make people laugh I don't even have to I just I do it it's because I love it so um I I would encourage people to constantly do that when they're in a space that they feel most uh, uh free and most autonomous and happy let it loose because people like to feel it. And there are going to be some people who don't want to receive it because they don't know how to. You have to keep doing it for yourself. There's going to be more people that just gravitate towards you. Love is easy to, to like. You know, being a bad person, that's hard to be. I ain't got no time for that. 
<laughs> you know, I agree with you. And there is so much more joy on that other side. But it's, it's good to be reminded. Hey, tell me what it was like to do Pose. Did you did, did, have you enjoyed it? Has it been hard? Has it been? I was talking yesterday to Mindy Kaling, who talked about her time in the office, you know, another very iconic show. And she was saying the early days, it didn't seem like the office was going to do well. Wasn't doing well in the ratings. Wasn't doing well with critical reviews. And so she said it wasn't quite about that, but it kind of gathered some momentum. I feel like with Pose from early on, you guys have had a special sort of of um, energy and momentum and, and buzz and, and magic uh, to what you do. But how has it felt for someone who's who's been a critical part of the cast and obviously nominated? You know, it's it's hard to think even from then and now how far we have come and how amazing and historic this show has been. First and second season, you know, I never showed it, but there was a lot of insecurities there built on, uh, you know, a lot of discrimination that I had dealt with as a trans woman before. And also just a lot of things that I did to myself as far as being a mental beat up. So I had these ideas of Pose not succeeding because of us being trans, not because of how amazing it was, because the script and the writing of it is beautiful, but because of us as women and of women of color who so happen to be trans, no one will receive us. No one's going to, you know, watch the show. No one's going to love us because we are always deemed unlovable. So, you know, I mean, yes, I'm going to do this because I know it's my duty to, but I mean, who knows? Because I've dealt, this is me speaking to myself, like, who knows? I mean, this is what I've dealt with. So I don't know how they're going to receive it. They're probably going to say these blah, 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 don't deserve to be here. And the wonderful thing about that is that I was very fooled and I'm happy I was fooled. Instead of what I thought we were going to get, we got nothing but love and it became historic and it changed lives. And, um, yeah, it was hard at times. It was very hard at times going into a show, having to deal with the drama and having to deal with, and when I say a drama, I'm talking about the specific genre of the show, having to delve into a character who dealt with HIV and AIDS, having to do the research, having the research also resourced through you, through your family members and, you know, through people who you've known in the ballroom scene. It's very hard to carry that load and go in every single day and deal with that. Not to mention being someone who's young. I was 25 years old, you know, when Pose started. And I was playing a mother at that, you know. I was glad that I had the institutionalized, like I was institutionalized through my mother to know what motherhood was like. But still, I was young. And I wasn't even a mother. I'm still not a mother yet. So um, it was hard, but I was thankful for that because I learned so much. It was like literally a college course that I needed. When I said early on uh, that you were Emmy nominated, it, it took a moment and clearly it struck a nerve in you. Say more about that. What made you, I could, it, it felt to me almost like emotionally it caught you for a moment. It did. Am I right? And why did it? It's just so surreal. I feel like I'm still in this dream where I need to be pinched. Like, I feel like I'm in this dream that I created for myself that I, that I'm not coming out of yet. And, you know, slowly but surely I'm being shown that it's not a dream, that this is a reality. And I guess this is what comes from hard work. And obviously, you know, love that I, I promote that, but also 
the words that came alive from the pages of the script to the television screen and that influenced a lot of people. I guess that's why, you know, it was received so well. And I guess that's why I received the outstanding nomination of lead actress. But it's still, even saying that, it's hard for me to say it. And I don't know why. And I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix that because I'm finally realizing that I do deserve it, you know? Um, but it's just so surreal because I never thought in a million years a girl like me would be, you know, alongside these amazing nominees like Journey Smollett and Uzo and, and, and all of these women, amazing actresses from The Crown. And, you know, I never saw that for myself because I didn't see myself on television screen. All I saw were the cis Black women that influenced me and that inspired me. I never saw Black trans women on the screen being number one on the call sheet and being leading actress in a show I'm only saying that for myself for other people so I yeah it hits me every single time and I think it's always going to hit me and it's always going to humble me too because it didn't have to happen this way but it did and I guess there's a reason for it and I'm happy because I know how to carry the responsibility yeah well you know MJ there may be something beautiful about never losing that because so many interesting people I feel like I've met when I've heard them talk and particularly people who've had sustained success whether it's been a football player like Tom Brady or someone like Oprah or even recently I had a chance to talk to the founder of Airbnb and you could tell they still access those earliest days and there still was a bit of excitement and wonder and not taking for granted um, that this wonderful dream is, you know, as wonderful as it is, and that and that that maybe allowed them to to work harder, to stay creative, to not take things for granted. And so, I don't know. It may not be the worst thing if um, if I if I if I bump into you five years from now and you still have to pinch yourself because now it's an Oscar win <laughs> or what have you. That, that you know what I mean. Yeah. That that could be. You know that could be. Uh, Maybe that'll be part of uh, of what allows you to uh, to keep dreaming. Yeah, I, I think that's the main thing for me. And, you know, I always say it's never about me. There's a bigger picture. There are a lot of young ones out there that are looking up to me. And I never, ever thought that it would be so many. But there are so many of them, and I'm so, so happy. And I hope they look to me just for, for light. You know, I hope they look to me and see that this woman is out here doing it and she's keeping her head held high and she's smiling while doing it. And the smile is not put on. It's actually genuine. So, you know, if she's not smiling, you know, she's going to show it too. <laughs> but, but you know what though? You were right that a smile can be a guiding light for a lot of people. It, it can give them a sense that there's something good over there. And as you said before, so often, uh, you know, unfortunately, there's a fair amount of trauma. And uh, and so a smile can be, um, you know, unusual. I hate to say that, but it can be unusual and it can be welcome and it can be it can be really valuable to someone else, uh, even besides even besides you. Um, what do you hope to do next? What would uh, what would bring you joy? Uh, what would be your next dream? My next dream is to finish and well, to work on and finish an album to have a, a piece of content or a piece, a, a catalog out so that people can get a whole full gist of who Michaela J is and, you know, who she is um, outside of MJ and who she is outside of Blanca and get to see the person who really delved into these people and, 
delved into the persona of MJ Rodriguez, who's the actress. You know, I, I, I want them to see, I want them to hear my music and see what represents Michaela J. And also I would love to delve into my film debuts, debuts and, you know, I have one movie that's like on the rack, uh, like on the rack right now and just schedules and everything are, we're figuring out, but it's definitely pinned. And I hope I get to see myself in like a Marvel film. I'm really pushing out there that I can play Electra one day. Like she's a really bomb, excuse my language, but bad character. And I would love to play her. I love that. I love that you have to put that out there. Uh, you have to put that out there. Um, will you ever produce? Uh, would you be interested in, in, in not only acting and not only uh, singing, but producing? Is that something that, that, that you would enjoy? Yes, I would love to produce. Um, and it's kind of crazy. I'm trying to like work on that now, learn about it now, so that when I move forward, I can actually have something collectively together. Me and my boyfriend, he's a writer a great writer too and he's writing he wrote a couple of um a couple of films already through his scripts but we're working on one specifically right now called Sulani Life and um it's kind of like Indiana Jones meets Laura Croft and we're trying to find the ways to produce it so this is like my first step into producing and him as well as producing and us trying to really get something out there so I'm making my little steps into it but right now music and you know my acting career is just like at the forefront Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. 
With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hey, take me back to Newark because I am personally fascinated by Newark for so many different reasons. My favorite school in the country, maybe in the world, is in Newark. There's a school called North Star Academy, which is, I don't know if you know that school, but it's a wonderful elementary school. And I love the way they take care of our kids and teach our kids and encourage our kids and grow our kids. Um, Newark's also a place where I feel like there's so much talent. I obviously think about um, Shaq and Queen Latifah and uh, Cory Booker and the Lucas brothers and others. But Newark also, you know, one of the books that has hit me uh, the most is a book called The Short and Tragic Life of Robert Peace. I don't know. Have you seen that book yet? Have you come across that book about a young man who grew up in Newark, ended up going to Catholic school and then to Yale and then right when it seemed like things were going in a good direction, it didn't quite end up like that. And it's a really, there's so much in there. And it's a reminder that even though Newark's been important in our history, including our civil rights history, yeah. in so many different ways, that there's there just remains, for whatever reason, um, also a tough edge to it, too. Yeah. How, how, do, how do you see Newark um, and how did you experience Newark growing up? You know, when I was younger, uh, I, I have to say the small things that got to me were just, you know, discrimination. And it wasn't from my family members in Newark or any of that. It was just from people on the streets. But I also saw that that happens all around the world. So I just like kept it pumping. I kept my head held high. Um, uh, and yeah, when I was growing up, there was a lot of poverty, poverty here in Newark. I mean, now there's not that much poverty here in Newark. Newark has flourished so beautifully I can't even like there are times when I go downtown and I'm just like oh my god it's so beautiful over here like there's so much that's changed but um growing up in Newark for me it was in between I had my hard times but for the most part I had very very amazing times I I had the life of the kid that you know I got to play outside and when the street light went off I had to go my ass aside you know like um I got to enjoy that kind of liberation and freedom. And I feel like that only usually comes, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to base this off of, you know, race, but it feels specifically like that happens within the, the culture of African-American culture and Latino culture, Latina culture. You know, the kids go outside, the family stays in the house, you know, they cook, you come inside and you go to sleep. Television wasn't even really a thing back in the day. And in North New Jersey, that's how it was rooted. Everyone in Newark, New Jersey know everybody in Newark, New Jersey. They know somebody or somebody, your mom is your cousin, your sister, your brother. Um, and it's a beautiful place to grow up in. So I, I had a wonderful, wonderful journey here. And also, like you said, there were a lot of inspirations for me alongside the ones you mentioned. But there was the Melba Moores and Tisha Campbells. And number one for me, Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston coming from Newark. That set the tone for me when Pose happened and Ryan Murphy cast me. He literally, and I'm I'm gonna say this for the rest of my life. He literally became the Clive Davis to my Whitney Houston. 
he saw me like how Clive Davis saw Whitney. And that just made me realize how strong and how much faith I had in my hometown, how people see the talent in my hometown, you know? So there's a lot of joy here. There's a lot of love here. There's a lot of, you know, I mean, there's not a lot of turmoil. There's bad times, but there's always bad times everywhere else. But North is a beautiful, beautiful town with a thriving, strong African-American culture, a strong Portuguese and Latina culture, you know, and, um, yeah, it's even more beautiful now and more flourished now. And I wouldn't trade it for the world, you know? I mean, I might have to because, you know, I'm going to go over to L.A. to work. But <laughs> I'm still going to always love Newark, you know? I, I love it. All right, let me do a uh, little rapid fire with you. Do you mind if yes. I do some rapid fire? I love rapid fires. I just did a rapid fire. So, yeah, bring it on. I love these. All right. Uh, one of your favorite Latina, Latina or Latino heroes? Oh my God, um, I'm Celia Cruz. Oh, Azúcar. Okay, great. Most most beautiful place you've ever been? South of France. Gorgeous. It is. I always say it looks almost oh, too... Oh, and Monaco. Oh, I haven't been to Monaco. It's ridiculously beautiful over there. It's like blue freaking water, cliffs all the way up. I love living in the mountains. I'm a Capricorn goat. So you know that goats like, like, love to live up in the mountains. Beautiful. Um, hotel girl or Airbnb girl? Airbnb girl all day. I mean, I like a hotel here or there, but Airbnb girl. Your favorite book? Harry Potter. Uh, nope. Wicked. Oh, oh, you pulled that out. Okay. Your favorite movie? Harry Potter. Um, uh, your, your most favorite moment of meeting another celebrity? Oh my God. Okay. So I met... Janelle Monet, the first time I ever met Janelle Monet, she's like now my sister, like my big sis, and I love her. But the first time I met her, I completely fanned out. I crushed out. And I just, I kind of, I kind of was like at a loss for words, like how I am now. Like I went up to her and I was like, I just love you. And thank you for letting me come to your concert. And she was like, I love you too. And we just like gave each other a hug and we took a picture. And that picture is still like loaded in the, um, the picture that comes up on, on your phone when you call. I still have that picture there. Um, uh, where would you love to travel next? If you if you could get a ticket anywhere, where would you love to travel? I would love to travel to Africa. Anywhere in particular? Um, I want. I mean, I first want to go to South of Africa, see what that's like, and I also want to go into the more impoverished areas of Africa, just like to see what's going on there and why it's happening, so that when I come back to America and I'm like getting together my charity at some point. I can go back over there and institute like some more, some more love and some more care over there. And also Puerto Rico, because I've never been to my own part of the world before. That's really tragic. I shouldn't be saying that. But, you know, I love you, Puerto Rico. Who would you love to meet next? If you could meet anyone, who would you love to meet next? Beyonce. I almost had the chance of meeting her at Janelle Monae's party. And I think it's time that I meet the queen of um, the queen of, of pop. Oh, we need to try and help make that happen. I like that. I like the sound of that. That could, if you weren't going to live in New York or Newark or L.A., where else would you live? I would definitely live overseas, probably in, 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 in Europe. Europe is gorgeous. Yeah, it is. Europe is gorgeous. It's green. It's just green. I love green. Like, I just love seeing the earth be green, you know? What, what would surprise people to know about you? Even people who think they know you well. Who are, who are big time fans have followed you closely. What would what would surprise them to hear? What would they be surprised to hear? 
always be surprised to hear. Oh, this is real random. People would be surprised that I put ketchup in my spaghetti. Ooh, I don't think I would do that. But why do you do that? I just like, you know, it's another part of the tomato kind of taste that you can add add to it. Right, right. And ketchup is sweet. I just put a little bit in and you know, turn that up real quick. <laughs> hey, finish me off by talking about, because it's it's interesting when I see MJ Rodriguez or even when I see Michaela J, the Rodriguez part, the Latina part, really stands out to me. How important was that? for you growing up? Did you you feel like you grew up more in a black community, in a Latina community, in a mix of both? What, what was your experience? Believe it or not, I grew up in a more black, you know, household, black community. My father's half black and half Puerto Rican. And um, his father was full Puerto Rican. And my grandmother, his mother was um, African-American. <laughs> so predominantly they were raised, my dad and his family were raised around a lot of black individuals. So we all have that upbringing of being around just strong African-American people. Um, I do, though, make sure that I see, you know, the people in my family who are Latina, who are Latino. And I just give love whenever I need to, because, I mean, I'm a, I am that. I am Afro-Latina. Like, I am African-American and Latina. And um, I just need to do more work. I need to be a little bit more diligent. I mean, I feel like... The Latina community tells me I do a lot of work, but I feel like there's still much more that I need to do. So, like, I'm always making sure that I speak up or I'm going and my actions are showing that. I feel like we are going to have a moment here, MJ, where I think we will see a wider blossoming of Afro-Latinos. I don't know why I feel that way, but I feel like I'm seeing presidents of universities who are Dominican. I'm seeing uh, business people. I feel like I'm just seeing it in a wide range of areas. And just as you're saying it out loud here, I feel like we're going to be in that moment for a while. And I guess I'm trying to think in my head, who are some of the other Afro-Latinos who are on the scene right now? But, um, and I can't think of them, but other than Victor Cruz, but I, but I feel like we are going to be about to have a moment. Are there other Afro-Latinos you think about? Yeah, I was just about to say that, like, I mean, I do believe we're having a resurgence of, you know, more Afro-Latino individuals around the world coming together and being prominent figures. And one of the people I love, uh, her name is Amara, Amara La Negra. Oh, um, she's an artist. From Miami, where I'm from. Yeah. I like her. Yeah. I like her. Yeah. She's fantastic. And she's, she's great. And yeah. she's finally like, I mean, you know, she was on Love and Hip Hop for a while. And I think she was trying to get her step up on there with her music. And now she's just bro- blossomed even more. She's doing her music again. and. She's she's representing chocolate Dominican women because you we all know what happens within Dominican culture and Puerto Rican culture. Colorism is a real thing over there. And I feel like that's being broken down more and more and more. And the more we have individuals like Amara La Negra and like uh, I, I can't remember the guy you said. Forgive me. Uh, uh, Victor Cruz. But you know who I forgot about was your girl Cardi B. Cardi B. Cardi B. Right. And uh, Swiss Beats, I think. Uh I didn't know Swiss Beats was Dominican. I, I think I don't know. I don't know if he's Dominican, but I know there's some Latino in the family. And then the first black female CEO of a Fortune 500 company was Panamanian. Was a woman named Ursula Burns. I just think it's so great that I, I always speak about intersectionality because I'm 
you know, I have so many intersectionalities. I'm black, I'm Latina. I just found out there's another part of me that's Caucasian too, because my mom's dad was Caucasian. Like, I just like seeing more people who are of different, like broad strokes from the brush of different colors, whether they be chocolate brown and they're um, mixed with everything or whether they be of my complexion or mixed with everything from African-American to Somalian, the list goes on. I just like saying that because it institutionalized more diversity. Like we need more diversity. I, I, I mean, I'm here to fight for my rights as far as a person of color and for the Black Lives Matter movement, for the movement of Black people, for the movement of people of color, but there still needs to be more diversity. You know, like that's my goal. Um, all right, my last question for you, MJ. 30 years from now, where do you think I'll see you? If you and I get together in 30 years, what do you think you'll be doing? Where do you think you'll be living? Where, where will I see you? Well, 30 years from now, I'll probably be um, sitting at my mansion, probably over in uh, south of France. We'll be reminiscing on the many concerts that I've had, the tours that I've had, and the, I'll, I'll be reconciling with you about the films that I've done. Um, you know, and I'll be actually living. I mean, I'm living now, but I'll be living at that point. I'll be a young 60-year-old woman living her life, probably still with my man, because I plan on being with him for the rest of my life. He's too good. Um, and yeah, just looking back on the life that I created for myself and the life that I wove together for people behind me, for the young ones that, I, that I'll get to see who will be 30 years old and who will be, you know, uh, uh, 17 and figuring themselves out in totally different types of ways than I probably would think. Like we'll be sitting there at the mansion, probably in Monaco on the cliff looking above, like, do you see that water? Do you remember when? <laughs> hey, do not forget my invite. I'm going to look forward to that. You that better sounds be good. There. You better be there. <laughs> I'm going to be ready. I'm, we're going to say what is today. Today is August the, uh, the 12th, today's August the 12th, 2051. I'm going to see you in Monaco. You'll see me in Monaco up on that cliff. Now, just be careful because you know it's going to be a long, windy road all the way up to that cliff. So just make sure you're careful. But I'm going to call you. And yeah, I'm going to get somebody open. to drive me. I'm a, I'm, your, your driver is going to help me because right. I'm not going to be good at that. Yes, I I'm going to need some help. I got you. I'm uh, yeah. a, you're going to be fine. Trust. <laughs> and by that time, hopefully, cars will be flying. Shoot. You know what? People will be flying. That is true. It will be Jetsons right. time. Yes, that will right. be good. That will be good. That will be good. Hey, MJ, I am so uh, grateful and congratulations, Michaela J, on your first single, your first your first video. And Thank I hope you. I get a chance to meet you in person. If not, I'll see you in 30 years. Yes, <laughs> yes indeed. I'm holding you to it. Please do. Please do. Okay. Be well. See you, Carlo. Okay, take care. You too. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Carlos Watson Show podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell your friends to find us on the iHeart Podcast app or Apple Podcasts.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. 